You are listening to Hydro Talks, a podcast from the global aluminium producer Hydro, setting out to explore the modern dilemmas for industry and society. Hello and welcome to Hydro Talks. My name is Anders Windeg. And with me today, I have Hilde Watsli, Head of Occupational Health in Hydro, and Nina Bjørøy-Tue, who's Head of Human Resources, HR, in our energy business area. Welcome to you both. Thank you. The reason why I've invited uh, you two to do this podcast with me today is because October 10th, today, is World Mental Health Day. And some might ask, you know, why aluminium and energy company should do a podcast on mental health? But it has its reasons. Because in Hydro, we have a goal and a clear ambition to increase the diversity in our company. But diversity is more than just gender and the color of your skin. It also captures the differences that we cannot see, uh, and mental health being one example. And mental health and well-being is, of course, uh, applied to all of us, and anyone can experience challenges. And that's why we're here today. So I thought I'd start with you, uh, Hilde, um, and I want to start off kind of on a high level. Um, Why is mental health of our employees important? First of all, I would say mental health is essential for overall well-being and uh, it's just as important as physical health. And uh, when we feel uh, mentally well, uh, then... um, we are more productive. We are able to enjoy our life more, our friends and uh, families. Uh, and uh, when we, as a company, provide a healthy work environment, uh, we are able to benefit both employees and the organization as such. And uh, because we see that um, employees are more productive, uh, they have increased resilience uh, to prevent, for instance, stress. They are... Uh, more um, engaged, and we can reduce uh, absenteeism and also turnover costs. So, um, and it's like living our values, basically. And Nina, uh, you work closer to the to the business. Um, why is this day important to uh, to you? I think this day is important due to many reasons. Uh, at work, it's important to reduce stigma around mental health. And by that, I mean mental uh, health where you feel down, not at your best. Uh, Talking about it, acknowledging that this is part of life. It's uh, nothing unique for individuals to have bad days or bad periods, you know. And uh, and I think that's important for us to acknowledge as a company that we, we know that you come to work with your whole being, not only your professional side, but everything. So we should um, accept this and support each other. It's uh. a very good point. I, I certainly know that for myself, you know, that I'm not always bubbling with uh, with joy when I come to You're work. Not? No, uh, and it's and it's and you know, it can be the the smaller things uh, like an argument with my four year old daughter in the morning, or it because it can be because of longer periods with with heavy heavy workloads. So, uh, how do we communicate that it's okay to always be happy at work because we're not, are we? We're not, definitely nope. not. I think it's important that we are uh, basically, also, I think we need to acknowledge that uh, that's the fact, basically, and uh, to, to make sure that it's, we convey the message. Uh, it's okay not to, to have uh, always uh, be on the top. 
and the, the middle is also okay and the bottom is also okay. I mean, uh, because there are different phases of our lives. And um, It's not only okay, it's normal. It's you know, normal. You have a sound mental health, yeah. even if you have a, a low uh, energy level or you feel bad because of a fight or whatever. It's very normal to come to work uh, with, the, with this. Yeah, and I think we need to make sure that as a that we accept it in ourselves as well, that we don't always have to be on the top. Yes. And, and Hilde, you, you talk just not about mental health, but also about well-being. You've added the well-being in here. Why, why, why is that? And why, why is well-being so important to you? Uh, well-being is important because it consists of both the mental health uh, and also physical health. And uh, we need to provide a work environment where we uh, allow both to flourish, basically. So, um, and I think we can do, as we are trying to do that, I think uh, as a company, we are trying to provide the right tools and guidelines. And, uh, but of course, um, it is um, an ever, it's a process. And I think we, we this will help us uh, to, to focus on mental health now going forward after this day. Yeah, and with uh, 30,000 employees, uh, we have a, a lot to do. And uh, to, to, uh, to put up some guidelines and uh, activities or processes uh, around this is very important. And then uh, leaders, teams, individuals can, can uh, pick and choose from what they need in order to stay healthy. So uh, what, can, what can I do as an, as an employee in, in a big company? Say, as, we, as you say, we're 30,000 people. What, what can I do from, for my own uh, to, to make sure that I have a good, good mental health? What is important to maintain good mental health in a person like me who lives in hectic and stressful life with you know, work, kids, uh, after, after work activities? I think it's important to to come to work and, uh, of course, utilize uh, the people around you. Be a good employee yourself, a good colleague. Open up uh, when you see that people struggle. Maybe ask, uh, how are you doing? And uh, is there anything I can do? Not that you are there to solve anyone's uh, issues, but maybe there to support and acknowledge that it's, it's okay. And then, uh, secondly, of course, uh, if you have issues that you need to deal with, that really reach out to your leader, uh, reach out to the um, HSE representative uh, or who you feel trust trustworthy uh, to really uh, at least let them know that there are things going on in your life that you are struggling with and uh, that you ask for some, uh, some uh, time to digest what you're going through. And also, in order to stay healthy, I think it's, it's really, really important to have good routines in your own life. You know, wake up every morning, uh, go to work, uh, go out for a walk, be with friends, family, uh, do some exercising. It doesn't necessarily need to be running in the mountains, but, you know, go for a walk, uh, be out in nature. I think there are so many things we can do. But most of all, I think we are dependent on each other. Do not keep it to yourself. Do not hide things away from everyone because uh, you cannot uh, handle this alone or you shouldn't. I think it's important that if you feel overwhelmed, that you at least have a talk with your uh, leader and uh, ask for help to prioritize tasks. And uh, even if it's just for a short time or if it's for a longer term, that you have a good dialogue with your uh, closest leader. And you, you Hilda, mentioned uh, just before we, we started uh, here today that uh, sleep 
is very important. <laughs> and that's uh, at least uh, a, um, a thing there where I know that I struggle a bit, you know, getting uh, getting to bed at, uh, at night and uh, and uh, at not uh, not least uh, having uh, kids that wake you up uh, early in the morning. Uh, what, what does, uh, why, is, why is sleep so important uh, for your mental health? To recharge, I would say. And um, yeah, also there will be phases in your life where you don't have as much sleep as you need, I think. And, and uh, that's also acceptable. I mean, the, that's just the, the way of life. But I think uh, we should strive to, to get uh, healthy habits, as Nina mentioned, uh, uh, healthy eating um, also and, and enough sleep uh, if possible. And sometimes maybe sleep longer in the weekend then. <laughs> <laughs> and and what, what, can, what can we as a company do to raise awareness around employees' mental health? And how much responsibility is on the company and how much is on the individual itself? As Nina mentioned, we come to work as whole persons and we have our luggage with us. And uh, I think it's important that we as an employer basically uh, create the awareness uh, that it's okay to talk about uh, mental health. It's ex expected, basically. And uh, I would also say that um, it's important that we provide training. Uh, what are the signs and symptoms? How can we reach out? Uh, how can we talk to employees? Because not everyone feels comfortable talking about these topics. And I think it's important that we provide uh, training for, for those who need it as well. Yeah, and to fill you up, it's, it's, it's not given that even if you struggle with mental health, that this is all bad. You know, just mm -hmm. to talk from own experience, uh, my parents, I had parents who really struggled. Uh, in both of them on, on individual or different ways. My, my dad chose, uh, when I was 18, he, ch he actually chose uh, to, to um, uh, commit suicide, uh, which is, of course, a stigma. It was, very, it was so bad. My, my grandmother, she never re regained this. She, she looked in the, uh, at the street and she, she couldn't look people in the eye when this happened. And um, um, for him, we could not see anything. It was invisible that he struggled. Uh, I didn't know, I still don't know today why he chose to do this. Uh, but still it happened. And I think due to this, I have learned a lot. I know how to meet feelings. I know uh, how uh, to, to, to be patient when people struggle. And I think that's good. I think all of us, if we are really honest, all of us have experienced things in our life. And we may not, you, you can't look it, you can't look at me and say that, you know, uh, she struggled with something. It's not possible. But still, that's the story. And, and I think that being open about it, sharing, it's not dangerous. It happened. And there's nothing I can do about it, but it still happened. So it's, it's to really acknowledge that, okay, um, people have different uh, backgrounds and still, and not despite of, but because of this, I have my work today. You know, mm. I, I, I can meet people with uh, dignity and with empathy and, and it's okay. Because it is important to talk about mental issues and mental illness, isn't it? None of us can live our lives without experiencing some kind of mental uh, imbalances. Mm. And for me, you know, looking back when I was 18, 20, and this happened to me, it was really, really difficult. It, it was so hard, and I couldn't imagine how I could ever smile again. 
And today, you know, in my, today I, I just, I'm, I'm sort of, it sounds strange, but I'm sort of happy to have experienced this because it brings some depth into my life and my way of living and, and how I meet people. And I think that's, that's a strength. Shouldn't be hidden. We need to talk about it. That makes you the person you are because you have experienced something that makes you interesting, that makes you, you know, able to have a, a voice different from everybody else's voices. And that's also, you know, inclusion, belonging, openness. That's a very good point. Yeah, and uh, I think most uh, wonder how you managed to go through that uh, phase of, in your life, uh, how you managed to deal with these issues. Yeah, good question. I think, luckily, I had family around, near family, that was very supportive. It, this was a sort of a topic for a long period in my life. But by working consciously, you know, I did not want to end there. I did not want my, from my life to be to be trapped in this because it was not my choice. So again, to really work my way through this, talking with my friends, uh, being with family, uh, embracing opportunities that was there, you know, really, really working uh, hard to get through this. And, and, and I think I was in my 30s when I really, this, I, I, I had the ability to let go of it and accept it and not, you know, blame my my past for how I felt really taking ownership to my to my own experience and I think if I had not had my friends if I could not talk with uh, people about this if I had to uh, hide it from from uh, the open space I I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, manage it so very important And, and it's possible Talk about it. Talk Be about open. It. Oh. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing, uh, Nina. That was uh, that was powerful, strong. Hilde, uh, from a hydro point of view, we know that the COVID nineteen pandemic have been difficult for many of us. Uh, both those who've been uh, kind of daily in the line of fire, so to speak, uh, are working in production, uh, but also for those who've been forced to be at home. Uh, and cut off from their social life at work that we know is important to to very many. Uh, is there any differences between working at home versus being you know a worker at a plant when it comes to mental health? I would say that um, I think everyone experienced uncertainty because this was something new for us. Uh, we didn't know uh, what it was, uh, how dangerous it was, so, um, and. Um, we didn't have any medicine against it and uh, no vaccinations. So I think there was a lot of people feeling uh, uncertainty and fear, risk of losing loved ones, uh, people in risk groups. Uh, so, I mean, there are so many different feelings there. Risk of losing their job. Yeah, as well. And um, so, so um, I mean, in the beginning, some plants closed down and uh, will they open again? We didn't know that. So, uh, so there are... Um, I think some common feelings and then uh, when it comes to the differences I would say that uh, it might be different for us people working from home more isolated uh, alone and um, the work-life balance probably struggled a bit <laughs> so uh, depending also some some were sitting in small apartments some had um, also 
and basically you had your office and your your living room and kitchen all in once and difficult to take the break and uh, for those who had to travel to work uh, could be a risk of getting infected uh, either during the travel or at work so i think there were a lot of yeah issues uh, related to covid mm. Uh, and i think this stabilized as time went by because in the beginning I think none of us have been in this experience before. So it was a bit chaotic. Uh, who's responsible for what uh, communication was key? And how do we really communicate uh, how we need to relate to this? And many stakeholders, many different situations. So in the beginning, we struggled a lot to find our direction. But uh, I think uh, as time went by, we found a good way of being stable in our communication Uh, setting expectations, uh, providing uh, home uh, equipment for mm. for people to be able to do their job. We also had a high pace, so people really quickly understood that the the risk of losing my job is not really there. It's more the fear in my head. Uh, mm. So and 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 in this time, we worked a lot from an HR and also HEC perspective to really uh, secure the leaders. How do we communicate? We we had weekly meetings to real with our in in my business area at least weekly meeting with leaders to to discuss dilemmas. We had so many dilemmas uh, that we just need needed to find solutions for, and this was stressful both for top management but also for uh, employees not really knowing what would happen. Uh, and this has uh, it has put us on test. But I think we we managed to solve it in a good way, and we also had this uh, survey uh, in in Hydro where we measured how well uh, we tackled the COVID situation, and and we really that was uh, the area where we scored the highest. At the same time, we see a high level of stress in the organization, and that's also something that is connected with uh, mental health. That's as we mm. said. Yeah, and that's very interesting because, as you say, Nina, we 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 did a survey in Hydro to 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 assess how we handled the pandemic, and the feedback was very good. But but uh, one one thing that we were not so good was the stress level. Mm. Uh, do we know anything about why the stress level raised during the pandemic? And and do you think that is it? Is that a challenge just for Hydro? Is it an industry challenge, or or is it maybe for all workplaces nowadays? I think uh, the stress level is definitely during COVID was um, not only a huge thing. Uh, I think that would be for all uh, companies, and uh, it's related both to the way of working, new ways of working, new methods for meetings, and uh, technology had to work, and uh, so and also uh, the workload. As um, as Nina said, some of us or some actually uh, had much more to do than uh, they had before, and had to do stuff that you actually were not prepared to do and trained for. So, um, and I think uh, a lot of people um, uh, felt that um, it was stressful to sit there with the with the fear and the uncertainty and uh, the task and how can you manage. Uh, also, schools were closed, uh, kindergartens were closed, so, so people had a completely different situation. But but uh, having said that, I think um, this psychosocial risk indicator that we also got from Hidal Monitor, that's uh, a new indicator. And it will be interesting to follow that um, and to see the development, to see if we are managing to deal with stress and uh, um, take that seriously in the workplace as well. And uh, 
during COVID, we developed uh, a lot of guidelines and tools. We had stress booklet, we had webinars on mental health and stress. So, so I think we, we tried to do stuff that we haven't done before, but uh, to visualize it a mm. bit. Um, so, yeah. And one thing we saw that people didn't want to take holidays because I'm not able to travel, you know, mm. can't go anywhere. I need to be a stay at home. So so we forced, we actually forced our people to take uh, days off because we saw that the stress level was too high and we needed to take a break. So that's also uh, important to follow up that people really take the time off to to regain strength and uh, and um, yeah, energy. No doubt that uh, we've been through a difficult time um, during COVID. Many parts of uh, the world are still influenced by by the pandemic. Um, but is it possible to say anything about what kind of learnings that we can take from, you know, remote working, working in in environments with heavy infection control? There's a lot of learning. Um, we have uh, learned how to collaborate. Uh, digitally. We have learned that we can do our job also uh, from home. So I think uh, the future of work will definitely take into consideration that uh, we're not forced to be present at work at all times. Uh, of course, it's important to to be at work, to create a working environment, to share uh, ideas in a different way than, than uh, only through Teams meeting. Um, but that's at least a, a big learning that uh, the the flexibility will increase in the future. I think it was a lot easier for for many in uh, to, to balance uh, work life also, and uh, you don't have to, to have the long commute, commute every day. So I think that would be a good experience as well. And uh, we actually did manage to um, to have we have very few workplace transmissions of COVID. And I think that is really uh, good and we, uh, it shows that our measures that we implemented was, was effective. And I also think we learned that when we have a crisis like this or it felt, it felt like a crisis, so many fields of expertise joined together to find solutions uh, for how we could deal with this. And that's also a great learning, how to really uh, take, uh, have benefits from different angles into the same issue which we had. And I think uh, the whole of Hydro have done an amazing job to really come through this uh, period. And I'm, I'm really impressed by, by our workers and the leaders and, and the commitment behind uh, uh, everything that has happened. Thank you so much. I think that's a good place to uh, end this um, Hydro Talks episode on uh, mental health. Thank you uh, so much to both of you, Hilde Motsli, Head of Occupational Health in Hydro, and Nina Tue, Head of HR in our Energy uh, Division. Remember to take a few breaks and make sure that you have a good work-life balance. And if you struggle, remember that you're not alone. Find someone that you trust that you can talk to, either a colleague, a manager at work, or a friend. No one is perfect. Thank you out there for listening. Your hosts have been Anders Vindeg. You can find more podcasts from Hydrotalks on hydro.com or you can download and listen wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Hydrotalks. Make sure to subscribe. If you have any feedback or comments, get in touch at podcast at hydro.com.